The year is 1996. Topps decides to, I guess, dabble in the art of adaptations for comics. Let's skip to a year before that. I hope my dates are right. Goldeneye comes out in theaters. So then the next year, they bring a Goldeneye in comic book form. The next year, they do a video game. If Topps waited one year, could they have a success? Find out now on A Kind of Garbage Podcast Comic Edition. James Bond 007 Goldeneye, issue one of three. <laughs> the, the full title, Tops yes. Presents. So this is the comic we're talking about today. I picked it because I love adaptation comics. I think I think they're funny. This book has... The, the art is fine in it. It does, I guess, the first third of the movie. And if you try... <laughs> it does It does an amazing job of the, of the opening action beat of Goldeneye. And then it does the setup in Monte Carlo... And then I'm assuming, who is it? Don McGregor, uh, who wrote it. I'm assuming he like looked at how many pages this was going to take and then just went, oh shit. And he just like double timed the second <laughs> half of this comic. It's expedited so much, which is a, it's great. The, you know what I'm most disappointed about this comic is? What's that? That there is no issue two or three. Is there not? <laughs> no. Oh, issue, no. <laughs> issue one came out, and there, there was never any, like, press release or reason why issue two never came out. Okay. I would assume poor sales. I would assume that it came out a year after the movie, and then... Be- yeah, you didn't really have the tie-in. Like, the movie kind of lost its thunder. Yeah. And then you couldn't, you couldn't really, like, catch on the fan base of the nintendo 64 game because that was the year after if they yeah. delayed this comic book for one year and then release it at the height of goldeneye the video game you could have got some sales but i assume that it nobody bought it because it was a movie that was out of their mind at that point yeah so all the actors obviously didn't give their likenesses but they kind of look like them just like there's a hint there the the more the actor is sorry the less likely the actor is to sue over the likeness <laughs> the more they look like. Like, uh, Sean Bean looks like Sean Bean, and then whoever the hell the, the Russian colonel is, it just looks exactly like that actor. Are you saying that looks like Sean Bean? I see Sean Bean. <laughs> <laughs> so this is... I fell for the honeypot that you love for movie adaptation comics, which is the cover of this comic is done by Brian Stelfreeze, and it is fantastic. James Bond, it looks like Pierce Brosnan. You have, uh, it looks like an old school movie poster. It's it's great. Like it's, it's, it's really nice and clean looking. It definitely portrays like a lot of the action beats from the movie with like the satellite and uh, Famke Jensen's character, Xenia Onatop. <laughs> Uh, and the car chase, and then you open it up, and it immediately goes to not bad, but the likenesses are gone. Actually, the, you know what? The interior art is good. It's just kind of the cover does draw you in. Like we were saying, it's very expedited to the point where James, <laughs> it start with it starts with him. Like th- that little opening where he shoots the, the, I guess the gun, right? He's supposed to be like looking yeah. through the gun barrel. And then it's immediately him jumping off the dam, and then... Two pages of him jumping off the dam, landing into the side of the washroom, punching the guy. And then on the exact same page, he meets up with Sean Bean's 006. Yeah. And then they're automatically already in the facility where they're where they're putting the, the bombs on yeah. the big containers. But I didn't I didn't mind it. Like considering that it is the opening beat of the movie, it does take a minute 
to kind of show because uh, the movie's so proud of that stunt of him but bungee jumping on the dam like it actually takes a minute to be like hey remember the dam scene yeah this looks like david hasselhoff not like it, Pierce yeah Brosnan. you're right it's <laughs> the likenesses get a little wonky that, just, that looks like sean bean yeah it does yeah there's there's some i think some it's good the, art yeah the mm. less likely you are to sue the more it's gonna look like yeah yeah so they're inside the facility it does a good job of explaining that like uh, the guards can't shoot inside the facility because it's a it's a secret plant for manufacturing nerve gas and they're going to blow it up like it, it's it's all the beats from Goldeneye and they're paced out well enough that you actually have a minute or two to like savor the visuals which I really liked we'll talk about it later but like this is one of the only moments where this happens because eventually the book just goes like this is this is the action beat at the beginning of the movie and it's taking its time showing you what all the characters are doing and then later on in the movie or in the comic sorry um it rushes like high speed through non-action beats so it's got all the moments like in the yeah it's got in the first couple of pages he blows up the chemical plant he jumps down and like skydives inside the plane to make an escape and then we have a little cut to monte carlo where he's uh driving around with monte penny in an aston martin and then he kind of gets into a bit of a street race with uh xenia on a top and a red ferrari and it's not like rushed through like it, it's a whole car chase segment which is actually pretty well done in the comic yeah, they give it like they give it four pages, which is actually surprising because yeah. it's supposed to be one third of the movie. Yeah, so like they take a quick little moment from the movie, which is just supposed to explain that like James is a bit of a reckless character. The comic, like it, it the comic actually gives it some breathing room and it it shows off some great visuals. So we get into the part where he, I guess, the second area where he meets Zenya at the poker table, which. This book is, I want to say, filled with dialogue and balloons and... Yeah, it's especially the, the casino scene you're talking about. It's pretty dialogue heavy, but I think the comic does a good job of, like, giving them little punchy exchanges at one another and, like, the, the trademark, like, James Bond dry wit pans out well. So we've had an action beat, a car chase, and then like that James Bond suaveness in a casino. And everything's great. And we're, you know, we're at the start of the movie still. Like we still don't even know what the story of the movie is. It's established the characters. It's established that he's a spy. He's reckless. But he's also like very suave and smart. And then things just like kick into high gear because they're like, oh, we're running out of pages. <laughs> And this is supposed to be a three, like Tops is only going to pay for it to be three issues. Little did they know, Tops was really only paying for it to be one issue. Yeah, we see Xenia, I can't remember who, this is like a captain, or, oh no, this is a pilot, right? She, yeah, she has, she seduces the pilot at the casino and then goes back to, I think it was on a boat, like, um. Yeah, she, when she leaves the casino, she ends up hooking up with like an admiral or something. And they go to like a private yacht docked in Monaco to which they have sat i guess this would be 
I think they're having sex at this point. Yeah, they yeah. definitely are. And then she just squeezes the life out of him. Yeah, she squeezes him just to the point where he can't breathe, which almost makes you wonder if Glenn Danzig... <laughs> if, if he's like, I want my comics to look like that. Yeah, I want my comics to have sexual violence. So yeah, snap to the next day where James Bond is just in standard street clothes going to see... It's the launch of their brand new helicopter with Xenia and um, some other guy yeah, with but- her henchman steel. Yeah, so when it cuts to, it cuts from Xenia's murder scene to the side of a boat, James Bond, the boat that they're in, James Bond is already inside the boat. It doesn't explain how he got there. He's just there. And Xenia is leaving with somebody else. And it doesn't explain how or why they're leaving. It just, in one panel, it shows we're not showing any establishing shot for either of these characters for where they're coming from, where they're going, or what their motivation is and then the little action beat on the panel is james bond punches a guard walks away walks away and then we cut to him discovering the dead body and xenia was on her way to hijack the launch of uh, some sort of like attack helicopter yeah he's got he's got a novel worth of text as well exp- yeah. exposition a and just wall. Just talking, yeah, but she she steals it. James Bond gets captured by the guys because they think that he's involved. He jumps the railing. That's where you get my favorite scene with Boris the Invincible. Yeah. Where he's working at the satellite station in, where is this, it Siberia? No, it's Russia, right? Yeah, it's it's like northern Russia. It's it's yeah, you're right. It's basically in like some sort of like Arctic wasteland where they're they're at some sort of like satellite missile detection base or something. Boris has a naked picture of Natalia on his computer screen, which is much more revealing than what the actual movie was. Yeah. Which is shocking because the sex scene is less than what the movie was in the comic. But this mm-hmm. is yeah, and they show they go ahead and show it twice and then yeah. it turns into a sexy little boris yeah so this is kicking up into high gear there are images somewhere in this comic on these pages you'll have to take the artist's word for them because they are fucking buried under walls of text absolute walls and i don't know if i have an answer for should the entire com- like if you're gonna one shot a comic like this is this what you do like do you just go all right these are this is what everything we're cutting out and we're just gonna get to like you know the the bare bones of it or are you better to like do a comic like this where you take your time and actually show what's great about the movie yeah and try to sell it to someone but then tops cancels <laughs> top cancels it so instead of getting a really shitty rush through GoldenEye comic, you could actually go out and find a GoldenEye comic that has three really good action beats done in a very interesting comic form. I don't think that there's another GoldenEye comic. I did try and look to see if somebody adapted it better than what Topps tried to. Yeah. Like you said, the cover for the comic book is amazing. The arc is is mainly hip. There are some misses, but just the dialogue walls just... It reminds me of reading X-Men Age of Apocalypse, where it's just like exposition, like half a page, just text, text, text. My final thoughts for this is I wouldn't even bother reading it because there's not enough there and you can have a better time watching the movie and you can have a better time playing the game. Yeah, this doesn't really add. I know now with comics and movie tie-ins, they've kind of given up on the movie tie-in. And now when you see like, oh, there's a there's a Judge Dredd comic based off like the, the last Judge Dredd movie, or there's a Big Trouble in Little China comic, a lot of those comics now are based in the movie universe, where they might be prequel or sequel stories. 
that aren't canon. It's just taking the concept of the movie that worked and then giving it to someone who's adapting a story to fit the comic medium, which is hard to say which you like more. Like this comic could have easily have been Tops is going to do a one-issue James Bond comic based on the James Bond GoldenEye universe. And it could have been complete shit, or it could have been actually pretty interesting. But I guess I will give them credit that someone actively made an attempt to turn GoldenEye into a comic book. And for the first half of it, it works well. And then it kind of falls apart. And then when you understand that Tops was like haha jokes on you like it it's right on the cover it says issue one of three you know limited printing first edition and it like i think it even says collector's edition which is just say collector's edition just the badge of shame it's just like the scarlet letter for comics i'm sure it's gonna be shit i'm sure this this comic was in a bag in a poly bag when you bought it as well where 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 do you put it on that that pedestal of greatness for your top 10 the absolute bottom just because it has moments of greatness it just fails it has some interesting bits to it but like the final execution and the fact that it never even reached completion i think is frustrating um so even if you do even if you're a james bond fanatic or you love goldeneye in the pierce brosnan movies like it doesn't look like pierce brosnan it it only does a competent job for the first half and then it gets too frustrating to follow what about you adam i agree with you this would go on the very bottom which i believe is number six so of our current top 10 it's gonna be the last one and I can't imagine it ever staying in that top 10 as we read more books. It's going to get pushed out pretty fast. I, I could see a couple issues of Verotica going underneath <laughs> it. Um, maybe some 90s X trash you're going to force me to read eventually. Yeah, I definitely am. Yeah. There's books. And I think I have some. I You know what? I might, I might dig through uh, my long boxes and find that special book I bought thinking... Oh, I loved this, like the adaptation. Oh, I know exactly. I it'll be my uh, my nuclear deterrent will be to stop you from making me read trash comics. Is I will dig out um, one of my issues of Spawn God Slayer. <laughs> I have I have one issue at home as well. I never read it. Yeah. So for the next episode of the podcast, uh, I'm choosing a book for Adam to read. I really enjoy this book. Adam's never read it and. Along with being a very interesting book and fun, it also is the creator asking the question of why are comics geared now to such an old audience and why, and we've even kind of discussed this ourselves with the comics we've been reading, why does every comic now need to touch on like super mature themes? What happened to kids comics? Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this this one-third podcast for the one-third comic that was Tops Comics, the movie adaptation of James Bond 007 Goldeneye, one of three collector's edition. So yeah, so for uh, special nods to Tops Comics, you've been listening to Tops Comics Presents, It's a Kind of Garbage Podcast, movie edition, adaptation, comic edition of Goldeneye, James Bond, 007, first edition, collector's item podcast. <laughs> Just as, as many grab your words as you can put in front of something to try to convince someone that they'd be stupid not to buy it. 
As always, you can find us online through our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram, both at a kind of garbage. You can also email us at a kind of garbage at gmail.com with any questions or comments you may have. Be sure to check us out at a kind of where you can find links to our Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube pages, as well as our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash a kind of garbage, where you can get access to our private Discord channel and Patreon exclusive podcasts. Thank you again for joining us and be sure to tune in next time.